Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Carry on my wayward son. Something, something, the elite's back. back. Yep, there you go. I'd got the words right. The elite's back in AEW, and they got a new song, and they got everything, and they got all the, the, the big hype, and the big entrance, and new song, and then they lost. Whoa! I wasn't expecting that, but I, I kind of love it. Uh, welcome to the Rust Talk Podcast review of AEW Full Gear 2022. We're going to be going through everything uh, for Full Gear 2022. The Zero Hour, the full card, and of course, all the big results from the show. If you haven't seen the show, spoilers in three, two, one. MJF is the AEW World Champion! He's alive with William Regal! Oh, Jesus! Uh, hi, I'm Chopper Pete Quinnell. I'm joined by Sati Nyangi. Uh, we're, we're going to be reviewing the whole show. Get in your Ultra Chats. Let us know what you thought of the show. I loved it. Uh, WrestleTalk.com forward slash support. Send in your old chats. We're going to read out all the ones that are five US dollars and up by the time the show goes off the air. But the first thing we're going to be talking about is this Elite uh, versus Death Triangle match and the big return that they had on this show. Because this was the first time that the Elite has been seen on AEW since Brawl Out, uh, which seemingly the investigation has concluded and the elite's back and CM Punk isn't. Take from that what you will. He's injured. Yeah, yeah, he's injured. You're right, he is. Um, So this immediately, when this match was announced, mm-hmm. and it's Death Triangle versus the elite, mm-hmm. trio's titles are on the line, I think a lot of people were like, okay, so they're just going to put the belts back on the elite then and sta- sta- status quo, let's get it back to where it was before. Well done, Death Triangle, for keeping the belts warm. But now the elite's back and we want to go back to what we were doing before. But I was very pleasantly surprised Same. to see that didn't happen. So they had the the really epic uh, return entrance that... Um, return of the Wayward Sons by Kansas. Thank yes. you, Shazam. <laughs> yeah, yes. <laughs> also, just, just, just to quickly jump in before mm, I, I let you course, continue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think it's a new theme. It just it made sense for them for mm. that show yes. to have that song. Because you saw that... The, the young bucks were trying to actually um was again trying to pattern Wayward Sons as a yes. nickname or something and yeah. then abandoned it 
last minute. But yeah, they didn't, they didn't trademark the name, but they came out with a song. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's a one time only thing because it's kind of like when they came out with the when they did the basketball thing, dun, 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 you know, <laughs> it's like a one off thing. The, you know, the Ghostbusters thing. They got a history of using one off themes when they come out. So it's just a case of like, welcome back. It's like a film. It's like a scene in the film. The guys are back in town. You know, the boys are back in town. So yeah, that was nice. Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they do continue using it if they wanted to. It's not a wrestling theme. It's not a wrestling theme, but it's a bit of fun and people like singing it. Um, No, you know what? Yeah, you're right. Because John Moxley's still coming into a pop song every time when he comes out. He's meant to be a bad man and he's like this and, well, thing, you make my heart sing. I was like, I ain't going to take you seriously because that's your (laughs) song. You know what I'm saying? I know people like to sing along, but don't don't make it a detriment to a person's character. Moxie needs a half. He needs his old song back, or his new Japan song, because those are bangers and they're hard edged. Um, but yes, that's a great example of a song that got over and they kept. But I just want super kick party. Well, yeah, that is a great theme, also. Bow bow bow, uh, etc. Anyway, we've literally we're like a few minutes into the show, and all we've done is said the entrance. Um. The match itself, yes, I loved. I thought because there's obviously so much history baked into all the different interactions of people in this match. Mm-hmm. I felt like, and maybe this is just conjecture on my part, but I felt like Kenny was a lot more like snappy with his offense, like he had faster pace. It felt a lot more like old Kenny Omega, and these were full babyface elite at this point. By the way, mm-hmm. like full. Uh, obviously, they were kind of sort of baby faces when they came back. They still had the odd thing with the young bucks were still kind of dicks, and Don mm. Callis was there, and it was a bit weird. Don Callis needs to leave. It's- yeah, if they're going to be a full babyface act, I don't think he fits. But uh, regardless, I they were like full babyface in this match, and they were like you know doing all, all the 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 classic elite babyface spots uh, that people know them for and all that stuff. And of course, you had on the other side. Pack, who's the out and out heel of this one, and uh, attempting to coax Ray Phoenix to the dark side is like trying to hook him in and then come on over here, back to the dark side. And that's actually the story that played out in this match. And I'm so happy this is where we went with this because while the, the action and the actual wrestling was great, yeah. what I really liked was the finish because I think it really tells a statement compared to what people's expectations of this match were. Like we mentioned before, I think a lot of people expected the Elite to just get the belts back because that's what they wanted to do it all out and that's where they and wanted to go. And also is the triumphant comeback as well. You, you assume that's where the story's going. Precisely, yeah. Big triumphant comeback. Here's your titles back. Everybody's happy. But what they did was continue the story that they've been telling with the Death Triangle, where Pac has been using the ring bell hammer recently, and he's been trying to get Ray Phoenix to use it, who keeps refusing to use it. And in this match, he tried to get Phoenix to use it again. Phoenix refused, and the match continued, and we thought, okay, that's going to be it. That's the death nail for the Death Triangle, and they're going to lose. But the match carried on, mm-hmm. and they kept wrestling. And then, again, the Elite looked like they were about to win. Yeah. And once again, Pac goes, hey, Phoenix... You should really use this ring bell hammer right now. Kenny Omega gets Phoenix up for the one-winged angel. And Phoenix uses the ring bell hammer, comes to the dark side, and then rolls up Kenny and gets the win. Nice. And I loved it because nice. this this is just like, this makes it feel like the Death Triangle are not just belt warmers. They, mm-hmm. they have an actual purpose in this story now. And they didn't undermine the story they've been telling with Death Triangle to be like, oh, that doesn't matter because the elite back, uh, the elite are back now. So whatever we were doing, you doesn't matter anymore. They've just made it feel 
more coherent as a story rather than abandoning what they're doing. And I think this is a really good choice. Do you think Tony Khan watched the latest episode of Blackpool Content Club and took notes <laughs> and was like, okay, <laughs> belt warming, should check, check that off. I don't... <laughs> Honestly, with some of the way the other results went on the show and the other things that they did in the show, maybe? Yeah. <laughs> no, shout out to that show because I was watching it uh, yesterday when I was getting ready to do um, the Smackdown Rampage show and you mm. guys brought up some points which I felt like was kind of addressed in this match. I yeah, there's a lot of stuff on the show where don't I was like, make belt, Yeah, don't make them belt warmers. Have a story where to take it next. And then I'm, and it's kind of also like a reward uh, for Death Triangle for holding the belt and Absolutely. having bang of matches. Yeah. And also quick shout out to Penta. Listen, I've been wanting to say this for months. And when he was topless, I was like, okay, Sat, make a note of it. Penta has been in great shape the mm. last few months. Because I was yeah. watching his stuff on Impact when he first won the title against Austin Aries in that triple threat match of Phoenix. He was a bit heftier then. Yeah. But he's, ever since that, the triple A, triple mania, when he won the mask of, of Viano, I don't know which one again, three or four. And I was like, damn, he's looking he's looking stacked he's looking mm -hmm. cut so penta thumbs up to whoever's training you i know it's not abrahantas that hot dogger he's not training you whoever's training you man he looked great that's why he came out he loves his joker outfit he cannot yeah. any <laughs> he can't excuse. Let that die. i can see him guy you know tucking his child at night and he's going to his bed and his wife is like what are you doing and then <laughs> <laughs> goes to his wife zero miedo between the sheets you know what I'm saying but yeah he looks great like uh, Penta is in great physical condition mm. and I'm also happy Death Triangle didn't break up because mm -hmm. there's two ways this storyline was going to go yeah Phoenix kept saying no 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 and in my mind I was like ooh that for me spells like they might go to the dark side when, when it counts mm -hmm. or as you've said it could be that they're gonna split up because mm -hmm. they reached their peak in the mountain they've been trios champion where do you go next with, with the team and then I, I was hoping they, didn't, they wouldn't break up because what do you do with Park, ne Park next? Because I like them as a trio. And also them as, as heels as well, especially Penta. Penta is much better as a heel than, than a babyface. Phoenix, is, his movesets naturally goes for, you know, babyface reactions, but just change things up a, a bit. Mm -hmm. So I'm happy that, you know, also best of seven match being announced as well. We've got six more matches for them as well. So it's going to be great. I'm really excited to see where this goes, especially because they announced later in the show... They're doing a best of seven series with Death Triangle versus the Elite. And this was match number one mm -hmm. of the best of seven. So Six De more. So Death Triangle is one nil up. And this can go to January. But importantly, not on January 4th, I noticed. They have like one match per week. But not on January 4th. Because Kenny's busy on January 4th. Undoing all of the hard work that he's done. Because you know he's going to... He's going to get... He's so basically Kenny's been wrestling at a highest caliber for years. Mm. Took a break. Yeah. He's now doing a trios thing so he can take it easy. F that January when I do, <laughs> I'm do all of that because announce it. What's going to happen, bro? On January 4th at Wrestle Kingdom 17, it's Kenny Omega versus Will Ospreay, and I can't wait. They announced it, and it's going to be really, really good. It's for the, for the IWGP, IWGP US title, and it's going to be great. Kenny's title. And I can't wait. Kenny's going back to New Japan to face Will Ospreay after all the stuff that they went through. Oh, it's good. Isn't that, it? That's the payoff for the back and forth. If you guys are thinking, why has there been a back and forth? There you go. Voila, ta-da, ha-ha. The match is coming. No one really cared for the match if they didn't build it up, you know, subtly on social media and stuff. So all of this was nice. Mm. way of simmering building up the anticipation then you then you had the trios tag again building up the anticipation now january 4th it's gonna happen and also maybe carl anderson might 
defend the never open weight title then mm. as well. So you have AEW participation and you might have WWE participation there as well. So this show yeah. is destined to be legendary because they need it after mm. the awkward couple of years they've had since the pandemic. And also yeah. new IWGP women's champion Kyrie beat Mayu Iwatani in the match. So Kyrie, congratulations. Mm. Your champ, he's saying elbow one, two, three. It was announced, you know, a couple of hours ago she won. So I just want to say. Amazing. Yeah. So, so cool. Uh, yeah, I I think this, I think after the MGF stuff and arguably after the Jamie Hayter title win, spoilers, I think this was like arguably the most noteworthy thing on the show, which is because it wasn't a title change. And normally like the title changes are the big things. Yeah. But the fact that this wasn't a title change to me is almost like more significant than if the titles did change hands. You know, it's more of like a, yes, the elite are back but we're not just going to go right back to where we were. We're actually going to adapt our storyline, which is exactly what we've been talking about, about adapting the storylines to your situation. Also, they also let you know that this is not a one and done because you, you would have mm. said, what's next for the elite? Are they going to continue the feud? They took the question out of the, uh, they took the, question out of the equation. It's yeah. like, here's your answer. Is one of, you know, this is the first match, there's six more matches. You just expect banger after banger after banger after banger to quote Sheamus. Yeah, I, I'm, 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 I'm well pumped. That's what I am. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com.
Um, shall we see what you guys uh, think of it? Let's send in some of your. Uh, let's send in. <laughs> let's let's send in some of your old chats. Um, no, let's uh, let's see what you guys think. Let's get into some of your old chats. Send those in Wait. to wrestletalk.com forward slash support. too quick. Where do I go? I'm I'm still doing the fluff, Sat. You've go. got time, mate. I'm <laughs> So keep sending those in. We're going to read all the ones that are five US dollars and up by the time the show goes off the air. Uh, so it's we've got small chats. Oh, I'm I'm good for this. Um, so there's a few here that are from yesterday's live reaction stream, which was with Luke and Tempest, where. Luke became the new Jam That Champion. LIW doesn't hold all the gold anymore. Uh, you know, it's fine. We'll uh, we'll get it back. It's all good. So, it's yeah, all good. Pete, Pete's going to challenge next. Or, or Well, the thing... See, that's the thing. That's no? the thing. No? Survivor Series next week. Yeah. It's me and Tempest on the stream. Oh. And, you know, I was going to fight for the... Oh, you were? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were gonna have like a little friendly competition kind of thing, and now, Didn't... and now, 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 I can't get my shot because Tempest lost the belts, which is which is really cool. It's so not, you... it's great. It's so cool. wait, no, it's fine. Yeah. Wait, wait. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Pete got no. screwed again. I, I'm just, I'm just saying you that got... it would have been cool if Tempest held on to the belt, so then I could, you know, we could do the thing for you, the thing. You got but... screwed again. Just you got screwed. I got screwed again. Uh, but we've got some ultra chats from uh, yesterday's uh, live stream, the live reaction stream. Hector Rodriguez has been a member for 11 months in a row. Congrats to the new champions, but the best one of all, Luco, Luco in DAD. Shut up. Uh, Jonathan Baruba has been a member for 13 months in a row. Uh, the Snow Angels from MJF sum up this whole show. It was great. Uh, Alucard Alacart said, I was listening to a WrestleTalk Extra podcast where Ollie and Luke uh, opined that William Regal should pass on the brass knucks to a new up-and-comer heel. The hang time on that prediction. Oh, it is very good. It's very spicy, isn't it? Uh, I'm I'm a big fan of all of this. Uh, Cassidy Delaney said, uh, "What an absolutely incredible show! The six-man tag, the women's world title match, just everything. So can't wait to see my uh, to see see dynamite, dynamite. Uh, also, I so uh, hope Joe takes the belt off of Y2J and and final battle and end up being a three-way champ. Huh? I hadn't considered that, but that's cool. He's a heel. He is a heel. He's a heel." Eh, he can make it work. Uh, he's Joe. He's great. Um, would you like to read some of the ones from the stream for today? Yes. Sat? Yes. Thank you very much. Yes. From the Guilty Hat. Uh, real, really fun show last night. But guys, I'm worried. John's gone on holiday, which can only mean the company's going to fall apart again in the next <laughs> week, right? <laughs> Jokes aside, really curious about what MGF's next big story is. I can only assume Utah. Mm. Huh. Hmm. Honestly, I don't know. Hmm. I wouldn't be surprised now that Wardlow has lost the TNT belt if they do a Wardlow MJF rematch and MJF retains this time. And it, it kind of is a, a mirror of the last time because when Wardlow basically squashed him the last time they fought yeah. and it c might show like the, the progression of MJF and he can also cheat to win, use the brass stars, get that more over kind of thing, you know. I would say do that next year. Oh, it's, it's weird because there's two... Okay. MJF is champion. I feel like in the last, was it, the company's been around for what, nearly three years or whatever. We've all guessed who's going to be champion next. Mm. Who's champion after MJF is a question mark. Because it could be two people. It could be Wardlow mm -hmm. or Eddie Kingston. Based on Eddie's um, performance on yesterday's Zero Hour. Oh, you know, I'd a, love it a reminder. Kingston. Yeah, That'd be so good. Right? I'm just putting that, I'm just putting that, I'm manifesting that into, you know, the space, into the energy. It could be 
I want it to be Eddie, Eddie Kingston. But if you put Wardlow now, especially how he's been booked, I feel like the reaction will be a bit different than last mm, time. I feel like MJ is hot so. right now. Wardlow is ice cold. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Next one. Kyle Jeffries. Uh, my only and biggest issue with the trios titles is a feeling that there's a lack of true trios teams. Most trios feel like hodgepodge, smacked together uh, groups, old trimmed faction parts, other than <laughs> real teams like the Elite and Death Triangle. What do you think? I think the only other real trio off the top of my head right now is uh, House of Black. Because um, then you have stuff like the Trustbusters, which, no. And then you have, like, Best Friends plus Orange Cassidy, which the is factory. like, it's a, it's a tag team plus another guy. The Factory is like a bigger faction, but three of them. You what? Know? It's Wait. just like, it, there's not like an actual, like, unit of three. Okay, uh, I'm going to defend uh, factions. So, Kyle, as you may or may or not know, uh, AEW, the, I'm a man's playing for you. Uh, AEW, <laughs> like, like to, <laughs> AEW likes to do the New Japan method of having factions and the trios I, title. I love is, factions. Yeah, so basically factions feud over the trios title. That's meant yeah, to be the fine. bread and butter. So that's not a detriment to the trios title. It's meant to be, you know, help. With the, with, with the situation so it's not a bad thing yay for more factions because mm. more faction means more trios to challenge for the trios titles is a good thing i agree yes oh and spud magnum feels like aew's back baby the elite are back mgf is champ jamie is champ feels like aew cleaning the slate with fresh aew originals finally excited about dynamite again by the way, did you see Omega versus Osprey announced for WK17? Love you guys. Love you too. Mwah. Yes. Yes. Yes, we did. Um, yay. I'm excited. And uh, Nick Corvello saying, hey, guys, it's been too long. I hope you're well. For me, this pay-per-view was about resets and hot shots. The elite death triangle future is weird. Uh, I didn't expect uh, Samoa Joe to win. Jamie Hayter won. And Regal turned on Moxley. Curious to see where the booking goes. So are we. Kind of so are we. So are we. Uh, in a good way, I think. I'm curious to see where everything goes in a good way. Not like a, oh, this was weird. But like a, oh, this was weird. I like, I like good weird. It's different, isn't it? Anyway, keep sending in your ultra chats. We're going to read the rest of them later. Uh, keep sending those into wrestletalk.com forward slash support. I'm going to read out all the ones that are five US dollars and up by the time the show goes off the air. Now let's get into the rest of the show, which started with zero hour. Zero. Not miedo, but zero. Zero. Hour. Hector Rodriguez, help us. What is hour in Spanish? Hola. I know it. Is it? I, I used to dabble in Spanish. Oh, I'm sorry. Resident Spanish man. Mm. Zero. Hora. Okay, let's go for zero hora. It's, it's actually not bad, you know? I didn't expect it to work so well. Yeah, yeah, you can't really do an H. Zero O. Oh. oh, yeah. Zero hora. Oh, uh, no. <laughs> Doesn't work. Uh, we had Chaos, which is the best friends, Rocky Romero, and a very evil, very mysterious tag team partner. I quite like that branding. Versus the factory. Uh, the match was... Uh, whatever it was a match there's nothing really to speak about here uh but the main uh point of this match was to have evil danhausen um dark danhausen darkhausen demonhausen darkhausen demonhausen danhausen yeah. 1.0 1.3 1.2 we know 2.5 1.0 surely that's the original 
Yeah. So that's the other one. Yeah. The comedy goof no, Danhausen. No, no, that's 2.0 Danhausen. That's 2.0. That's the Danhausen we know and love, but Danhausen's got a dark past. Mm. Very yeah. dark. He's yeah, yeah, trying yeah. to run away from, and now it's caught up with him. Cool. And it took a, a power driver on the stairs to get him there. Yeah. Uh, which it, I'm all for. It scrambled his brains. Yeah, scrambled his he brains. He heard the voices in his head again. And now he is evil. Uh, I quite, quite like this presentation. I thought it was really good. The little like flurry of offense that he got in the ring was really good. Like I look clean and, and slick, which is nice. Because I think a lot of people who aren't necessarily familiar with a lot of Danhausen's past or whatever would be like, he's a comedy character, whatever. We haven't really yeah. seen him wrestle at all. Um, whereas like when he was doing like Germans and hitting like these, these comments, everyone was like, oh, cool. He can wrestle. That's nice. Watch our go on our H YouTube channel. Type in Danhausen. He wrestles briefly for our H. He he wrestled more, and his in, his independent stuff is on YouTube. He he's a wrestler. His presentation in AEW was was for me questionable because I know the guy can wrestle. But yeah, he was still over. But me and Pete were talking about it. It got to the point where Danhausen becoming a joke in terms of people not taking him seriously became very one note and eventually the crowd would have turned on, uh, turned on him eventually because it's becoming yeah. he's verging on Santino with face paint for me that kind of where you know he makes you laugh but you don't take him seriously in the ring so I'm happy that he's got this next gear that he can tap into whenever you push him over the edge he's very nice very evil but he must be very evil very mysterious exactly yeah and those are two very different things mm. um i also i, 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 I also, that, also oh, wrote quickly though i also wrote that nick komaroto looks like a very super jacked uh rick rude circa 2008 or oh, ricky um robert rude 2008 i was gonna say rick rude in 2008 what if, uh yeah 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 no i could i could buy that because the oh, curly hair yeah, is, yeah, yeah. but he's overly jacked and yeah, yeah, yeah. more hairier I just it was in my notes. I, I, if I didn't see it i would hurt myself um, I didn't see it. i'll say as well i said it in my editor review as well that uh I really like that Danhausen kind of had this other edge to his character before the comedy character got stale. Like I think it it wasn't stale, but I think it it will have done down the line. But now he's got this next edge before it got stale, which is good smart. that he's ahead of the curve. Smart man, smart big brain. Uh, Ricky Starks then defeated Brian Cage in the AEW World Championship Eliminator Tournament. This was all right. Yeah, it was fine. Uh, he came back from behind. Ricky Starks was selling his injuries and came back from behind and won. That so was good. Brian Cage kryptonite is Ricky Starks' Royal Shambo. That, that's what oh, yeah. it is. Ethan Page uh, was great on commentary. I like the part when he said, Taz, you know both of these guys very well. Give me the injury report. <laughs> Taz goes, you have to pay me for that. And I was like, yes, that's great for Taz. And also quickly, uh, um, Takeshita is now all elite. He did a promo backstage. He's yeah. been to America. So yay, yay. for Takeshita. Oh, I'm so pumped that he's an AEW. It makes me so happy. His promo was so like genuine. Because obviously, like, English is not his first language. It was kind of, like, cut up English. But you could just feel he was like, I'm so happy to be here in America. And I'm That's like, his dream. That's I'm his happy dream. for you, Takeshita. And I know I know a lot of people thinking, oh, no, bloated roster, what's going to happen? Don't worry. It's going to be a slow burn. There's a there's an All-Atlantic title, which he can take to Japan and other places. I feel like Orange Cassidy and Takeshita, you know, it's going to be a thing. Great champ. I'm going to manifest that. I really like it. Yes. Uh, and then we had the main event of Zero Hour. Let's call it that. Uh, the main event of... Rampage, basically, uh, was uh, Eddie Kingston versus Juna Akiyama. Ah, it's a bit of fun, wasn't it? You could feel because Eddie Kingston had a promo beforehand where he literally like couldn't finish a sentence because he was yeah. so overcome with emotion. And just through this whole match, you could see the emotion on his face. And after the finish, Eddie Kingston won with the back fist, the spinning back fist was really good. And just like all the emotion came out from Kingston, he was crying and just, was like thanking today, Akiyama. Like, oh, it was so lovely, it was so so sweet. And it, it was just a bit of fun. It was, it was very reminiscent of the not strong style. 
King's Road. <laughs> it matters. The distinction matters. It does. Um, King's Road is there's a lot more technical wrestling mm. and big spots, main event style wrestling. Strong style, there's a lot more I'm gonna kick your freaking head in. So there's a difference. Yeah. Ah Strong Style. Ah. Um and there's a lot of that in this match, and it was great. Um and yeah, Eddie Kingston did like an improvised promo afterwards, just great. being like, I've got a few minutes. Guys, just buy the pay for you, will ya? For God's sake. Mm. <laughs> it's just like, just chatting. I was, I mentioned this because um, my partner was watching the show with me last night as well because I watched it live. And I was saying like, it's so nice to hear. Like, there's a lot of like PR fluff surrounding like advertising for pay-per-views and being like, you should buy this because we, we've got the biggest match of all of blah, 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 blah. And you know, it's Gallagher running down on the matches and all that stuff. It's really nice to just hear anything to be like, guys, just just buy the show, will ya? For just, God's sake. Like, we've got really good matches. Just buy it. Basically, it is, there's no subtext, just text. Buy the show. Yeah, yeah, there is no subtext. There is text. Just buy the show. Uh, yeah, it was fun. A solid little zero hour. Good stuff. Um, the main show kicked off with Jungle Boy, Jack Perry, he has a name now, against Luchasaurus in a steel cage match. Mm-hmm. Oh, I really like this opener. Me too. This is a banger of a match i really liked it it was a smart placement for the match as well 100 percent. you needed yeah. to just get over and done with because this, it's, it's, this is a weird feud because uh because i feel like it's not over because jack perry needs to get his win back against christian when christian comes back for sure but it's a, it's a feud that's been spinning its wheel spinning its wheel for a while and now uh jack perry has got a signature victory in the, in the match and also uh, what i was going to say because i'm just trying to get my point out tag teams feuding they don't always have the best chemistry because mm. it's quite hard to go, oh, yeah, do you remember this great match between these two old tag teams? But these are one of the better, you know, tag teams that are feuding with each other because I put in uh, um, America's Most Wanted, you know, mm-hmm. James Storm yep. and um, Chris Harris. They had a great feud with one another. Um, I'm tr- I'm blanking it on more tag teams. Like Kevin Owens or Kevin Steen versus El Generico. Obviously. You know, they, they're another tag team that feuded really well. But it doesn't always happen because you've got Hardy Boys, Dudley Boys and Steiner Brothers. Harlem Heat, Kane and Undertaker, like Kane and Undertaker, they, they feuded before, but yeah, sometimes yeah, some but, some yeah, tag like, teams just don't have in ring chemistry. There's always that thing about can a tag team when they split up, can they really have great feuds? Because mm. sometimes the chemistry as opponents is not always there. But Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus, you could fight each other anytime you want to mm-hmm. because you guys did a great job. They have really good chemistry, and I think this whole match was kind of designed to be like a big statement for Jungle Boy to mm. be like take him seriously as a singles wrestler now, guys. Uh, and we'd already had elements of that before, like occasionally, you know, he was in like the the Triple Threat AW World Title Match at Double or Nothing 2021 and stuff like that. Like we've got teasers of the Jungle Boy singles star, but this was like, he bled early. It yeah. was like, it, which aided in the storytelling of the match kind of thing. Him kind of trying to overcome all the offense from Luchasaurus. And he had the big spot, which was an elbow drop off the top of the cage through a table uh, to Luchasaurus and then he made Luchasaurus tap in the snare trap afterwards and it was like Jungle Boy Jack Perry has arrived yes everyone care now yeah because uh, JR bullied everyone until everyone started saying it Jungle Boy Jack Perry because in the beginning it was just it was Jungle Boy and then JR Jungle Boy Jack Jungle Boy Perry Jack. what's he gonna do when he's 50 yeah. he's gonna be what Jungle, jungle man, man or Jungle Boy yeah. he should be Jungle Man he yeah. should yeah It'll so it, it, the, the promotional work of JR it worked he's now Jungle Boy Jack Perry eventually soon to be just Jack Perry mm. once he finds finds out the next game in terms of main event persona to leave yeah. the gimmick behind. Yeah. And the thing is, I wouldn't be surprised if he's called Jack Perry, but people still call him Jungle Boy. It's just a well-known nickname that he has. Hey, Ric Flair in his 70s could be Nature Boy. Mm. 
You could be Jungle Boy if you yeah. want to be, man. He, ne- he never became Nature Man. No. And that would be weird. weird if he did. Yeah, Nature yeah. Man. Like, oh, Nature Man. Like Stay away from <laughs> He's my least favorite superhero, <laughs> Nature Man. Um, uh, yeah, it was a really, really fun opener. Jungle Boy got the win. It was a really, like, nice way to, like, invigorate the crowd right off the bat. A really great opener. Then we immediately had the trios match right afterwards. And I was like, oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Back to back. Bangers, bangers to start off the sh- uh, to start off the show. This is yeah. great. Um, after that, we had the Jade Cargill uh, Nyla Rose TBS title match, which I thought was alright. It was fine. No, no, no. Listen, um, Vicky Guerrero. So there's, there's there's a debate on Twitter: Is Vicky Guerrero wearing uh, a Rhea Ripley T-shirt, or is this a T-shirt made for Vicky? I don't know. Someone said that Rhea Ripley's ones uh, is at the back, or so I'm not too sure. But who's your mommy, Vicky? You can be my mommy anytime you want to be. Mwah, 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 mwah. That was lovely. That was nice. Nyla Rose. Uh... <laughs> I was just gonna go straight ahead and not dwell on what I just said. It did. Yes. I didn't let that one slide. Holy <laughs> Jesus. Vicky give me my baby. Um, so <laughs> Nyla Rose. Uh, th- this storyline for me has been entertaining because it allowed Nyla Rose to show her full charisma. Normal playing, I am this monster so heel. She is so entertaining. She's and so entertaining. And then whilst what I mentioned about the match is it was the first time that J- Jade had to fight from underneath because usually Jade is the dominating heel in mm. her match. Yep. But it was Nyla playing like the, I the guess heel. the heel in the match. Yeah. Even though people thought that Nyla would be the face because of how entertaining she is, mm. but you stole someone's belt. So, you know, there's still a felony in some people's eyes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so the match for me was good in in its sense. You get to see more of Jade selling, how she's more improving in the ring. And it, for me, it was a good back and forth. It wasn't a formulaic Jade Cargill match. Absolutely, yeah. And I liked it uh, towards the end. Like, the action was okay. And then towards the end, they started stealing each other's finishes and stuff. And I was like, oh, this is like elevating this up. This I is put, nice. I put the Austin Rock playbook. Uh, yeah. You know, the Jade. <laughs> <laughs> Steal the finishes. It always works. Yeah. Um. And uh, yeah, Jade Cargill eventually got the win with Jaded, as expected. Uh, it was fine. It was good. I enjoyed it. No, yeah. Uh, Jade Cargill's come a long way. So I feel like mm. people should stop looking at her as the rookie that started a few years ago. She's learning, learning on the job and she's picking it up pretty quickly. She's training mm. with Brian Danielson. She cares about this. Yeah. So please, guys. And then reaction is there. People are getting on board on the Jade Cargill train. And also she had a Thundercats outfit. So shout out for that. She is also a nerd. So yeah. yeah. She looked incredible, mm. as she always does. Um. After that, we had the four-way match for the Ring of Honor World Championship. Chris Jericho versus Brian Danielson versus Claudio Castagnoli versus Sammy Guevara. Um, I really enjoyed the different dynamics working in this match because it was basically 2v2, but not because it was a four-way. And uh, initially, you had Danielson and Claudio working together. Yeah. Um, but then they had like a respectful implosion mm. where it was like, okay, it is just us two left in the ring. We're going sh- to shake hands. And uppercuts? but I do want to fight you. Yeah. Let's just fight. And then they start fighting and that was nice. And that kind of played into the, the characters of the Blackpool Combat Club and, and their respect and they want to fight and everything. Makes total sense. The Sammy Guevara Chris Jericho implosion though was Funny. really good. I thought really, really well done because it was Sammy Guevara was lying down next to Brian Danielson having just hit a Spanish fly. Chris Jericho then hit a lion salt onto both of them and it was like, uh, you could make the argument that maybe he's just aiming for Danielson and Guevara was in the way. Like, maybe there's some some wiggle room there. Um, but then later, Guevara stopped Jericho from winning, like mm-hmm. pulled him off of a mm-hmm. pin. And it was like, oh, oh, that's like way more overt. There's no wiggle room there. You've just stopped Jericho from winning right there. Um, 
and then uh, the they seem to like make amends afterwards. They they had a little bit of a brawl and stuff like that. But then they seem to make amends later. Sam Guevara helped him to his feet, and they hugged, and they were like, "Okay, no, we're cool. We're gonna shake hands. We're back on the same page again. Don't worry." But then he pulled Jericho back from the handshake, hit the GTH, and a shooting star press. And I was that like, was oh my god, mm-hmm. Sammy Guevara's going to win. Mm-hmm. He obviously didn't. Uh, Jericho kicked out. But that was a great near fall. I really love the different uh, dynamics between uh, people in this one. Action was very good. I liked it. Jericho won. Judas effect on Claudio. He, he tried to hit a Judas effect while Claudio was doing the swing. He didn't. But he tried, so then he got up and hit an actual one. And it looked, then, it looked like a video game flying elbow. Yeah, yeah, it did. Oh my god, it really did. Yeah, yeah, it did. When it didn't connect all the way, being like, you can just pretend, oh, I did it, wink. But so you had to do it for the second time. Yeah. Uh, the second half of the match for me was phenomenal. It's mm. when they dropped all the alliances and they're just every man yeah. for himself. That's yeah, when yeah. the match kicked in high gear. Everyone hitting the big moves and, and so forth. But people, some people are disappointed that, you know, Brian Danielson di- didn't win it. Because mm. of how much Jericho and Danielson has been wrestling, I wouldn't mind if they called this feud because Final Battle's coming. Oh, you, you mean you want them to call the feud between the JAS and Blackpool Combat Club? That thing that's been going on for like seven million years. What's the name of the, of the video game again? Fight forever. Hello. <laughs> so um, Jericho obviously is going to headline a uh, final battle, but the question is, who will his opponent be? Will it be Claudio or Brian Danielson or enter new player uh, Willa Utah? If there's ever a time just to hotshot someone just for the sake of hotshotting and injecting some uh, into your veins, now is the time. Yeah. Or just have someone who's not in the combat club face Jericho. That'd be cool. That too, but it, at, at this moment, unless you've got like a huge signing or returning Jonathan Gresham, who didn't push for a while and no one really care for their comeback, unfortunately. Yeah. I would care, Jonathan. I would care. Yeah. It's just that, uh, yeah, it's weird. They're trying to get a TV deal. So it has to be someone on the Jericho level of, mm. of uh, exposure on television. I don't know. To be honest, I don't know. Uh, Gates of Agony. I don't know. Um, <laughs> Ishii. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they announced later that Jericho's going to be facing Ishii. <laughs> All right. And also, Jericho brought up some context saying that Ishii was a young boy back when he was wrestling mm. in war. Mm. You know, wrestling romance. He goes, you were watching jocks and stuff like that while I was main eventing in war. So they've got a little bit of history. He does mm-hmm. know him from back in the day. So he's like, look at you with your big barrel chest. I can still smack you about. That's what Jericho's saying. That's good. Mm. That was a very effective promo, and I'm excited for that. Uh, and also, uh, Orange Cassidy set up a match with Jake Hager. Who likes his hat? Jake Hager is doing something magical by saying one line. I it's, my hat. it's just so funny every time. Uh, and he said, Orange Cassidy got his belt and he was like, hey, do you like this? And Hager's like, yeah, like I like this hat. And it's just so stupid. And I love it so much. Jake Hager. It's going to get over. <laughs> It, I think it already is. Yeah. I think it's already over. It's great. Um, uh, after that, we had uh, Soraya having her return match uh, yeah. against Britt Baker DMD. Uh, and I thought the the build to this has been questionable. Wonky. Wonky. Great way to put it. It's been wonky. Uh, I thought if you just ignore the build and you just focus on, hey, Soraya, return match. It's all right. Mm. It's fine. Mm-hmm. I, I'd even call it good. Yeah. There were occasional moments where you could see like there's some ring rust. There was some miscommunications. There were things that went wrong in the match. But overall, I think they both look great. And Soraya especially, I think, obviously with a bit more 
getting back into the swing of things and stuff. She is going to be a really valuable asset to AEW. And this was good. This was good. Her brother was an audience, Zach. So if you've seen Fighting Zach's With Zonia. My Family, yeah, man. Uh, the real guy who plays uh, the, the real guy who plays the brother in the film is Zach Zodiac. He was in the audience. Someone on Twitter made a joke that he's the only one in the family that can come <laughs> get on the plane <laughs> and come to the show because the others <laughs> allegedly got questionable <laughs> reasons why they'll get stopped at Border Force. Allegedly. Someone on Twitter said that. I forgot who said that, but that made me laugh. They said the good one was allowed to fly. No comment. Allegedly. Allegedly. I'm learning you words. Allegedly. Russell Talk didn't say, I didn't say either. Allegedly. I read it on Twitter, but it made me laugh. The good one was the only one that could fly to the show. So Soraya won. Uh, (laughs) Soraya won. And it was all right. She won with, um, I was going to call them Rampages, but they're not anymore. Why are they called? I, I, I don't know. Ram, Ram, Ram Sarayas, Package Sarayasis. DDT. Yeah, it's Package DDT. That's what it is. But also the the Page Turner, which is a bad name for a move, by the way. Uh, really? Yeah. Page, I like, I like listen. Page I, I, Turner. I, I, I That's how pun. you describe a book, not a finishing move. Yeah, but it's, I love puns because you're turning the page, right? Page Turner. Yeah, it's yeah, a yeah. move. When you turn the page, the page moves, right? It's a wrestling move. It moves. It's a move. It's now been renamed the Nightcap. Yeah, because she's Soraya Knight. Soraya Knight. Or Brittany Knight. Yeah. Knight. Knight. Is I like the name it. Of the thing. It's not terrible. Nightcap. Still not great, but it's not bad. Anyway, uh, we then had big beefy men be doing big beefy things was, in uh, Wardlow versus Powerhouse Hobbs and Samoa Joe. Uh, this match, it was big beefy boys doing big beefy things. And I thought the finish was exactly what I expected from this match, just not with those people. Right. I thought it was going to be Hobbs winning. I know, so I me thought, too. I thought it was going to be Wardlow attacks Samoa Joe, does his power bombs and whatever, but gets hyper fixated on taking out Joe because Joe turned his back on him and Hobbs would then take advantage and pin Joe or whatever from that. But it was actually the other way around where Wardlow managed to take out powerhouse Hobbs and then Joe came in, just took out Wardlow and then choked out Hobbs and got the win. So Joe is the new TNT champion and also the Ring of Honor TV champion, double champ, um, which I'm, I'm not going to complain about. Samoa Joe's TNT champion is a thumbs up for me regardless. Uh, but yeah, I just thought it was going to go the other way. I'm, I'm not complaining about this result at all. I'm, um, I, I, I was just surprised. I'm 50-50 because Samoa Joe fan, yay. That makes him the only guy to be, you know, United States champion, TNT uh, champion, uh, television champion, mm. X division champion. So he's mm. held every major, major upper mid-card titles in every company he's been in. So that's like an accolade you can hang on him. Yeah. At the same time, Hobbs needed a moment because this is yeah. Joe. This is Joe like, I'm draped in my accomplishments. Mm. <laughs> Hobbs, what's your accomplishment? I beat Starks like in five minutes. So he needed more. This was like, it's like if you're, if you're pushing uh, Powerhouse Hobbs as a monster, he needed it because uh, wins matter on the mm. big stage. Absolutely. That's how you build stars. You can't say, well, I- I've made him a star. He's got the cool entrance music. He won in five minutes. No, when it counts... He has to win when it counts or he becomes Lance Archer where you can't win the big one when it matters. Yep. So you get the first strike because it's, it's a new character. 
you've got two more tries, Tony. After that, we're going to lose faith in Powers Hobbs. We don't want that to happen. So don't do that again. But mm-hmm. yeah, two belt Joe. There's a two belt Joe. There's a Samoa Joe in WWE with two belts. And now there's a Samoa Joe in AEW with two belts. I, I genuinely thought as soon as he won that, I went onto Twitter and people were like, there are two Samoan Joes with two belts right now in yes. two North, uh, major North American promotions. I was like, that's hilarious. Is Wardlow title reign a dud now? Now in retrospect, because you've seen everything. Now that he's lost the title, it didn't set the world on fire. Nope. No. It was Ward Joe and Securities. It, it was the downturn of Wardlow. It was, he was white hot and then he's come out of it and he's not white hot. But he did do a which, whisper you know, in the wind. He did a whisper in the wind in the match, which was good. He did do a whisper in the wind in the match. And landed like on his head on both of them. Like Jeff Hardy. Wild. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, the thing is, it's so hard to say because I don't think it's realistic to expect Wardlow to maintain that level of over that he was at Double or Nothing. Because that was white hot. That is like the hottest a character can get in a promotion. It was like at the forefront and everyone wanted to see everything that the guy did was super mega over. And I don't think maintaining that over a long period of time is necessarily feasible, but also he's downturned quite a lot. It's not even like he's dropped a little bit. He's dropped quite drastically I, I, over is the it, course of this is, run. Do you think the issue is that Tony Khan didn't know how to book him post MJF? Is, Absolutely. Because he had that crutch of like, poor Wardlow. Mm. Sorry for Wardlow. Wardlow's like, oh, you know, my family, my family, my family, I'm stuck under a bad contract. What happens when you're not stuck under a bad contract and you don't have MJF? Who, who is Wardlow outside of MGF? So yeah. far, uh, you know, he does great flying moves. But then again, we've got Brian Cage for that. <laughs> you know, he, he can do, you know, big moves. He can do, I knocked in the microphone. He can do flying, you know, high flying moves. He can cut a decent promo when prompted. Mm. But it's like, they need to do more with him. It's kind of like, who is Wardlow the character? Where's mm. his motivation? After MJF. Yeah. He wants gold. Cool. But what else? How, how does he become more relatable? Does he have a cool catchphrase? Wardlow's world. Sure. So, you know, there's, there's a lot of things that, that need to be worked on in character. They can't even decide what music they want to give him to the yeah. point where they, they cut and paste the new intro with the old song. That's how you know his push was so haphazard that they didn't even know what song to give him one week or, or the other. They booked up to a point and then said, now we profit. It's even like, no, you need to even continue. came out of silence one time because they didn't mm. know what music to give him, which was so awkward. <laughs> I liked it. That when this he, when is what I also like that song. I like the new song. I like the intro of the new song, and then the, it for me got me hyped. And then the new song didn't sound bad. If you're into screamo, it's just like another screamo. It's but you didn't like. I, I, I don't I'm like the new mm. one. I prefer the old one. Anyway, we then had the most sports entertainment match on this card. It was so much fun because nuts. it's a sting match in AEW. Therefore, it's going to be like a show stealing, really stupid fun match. Sting and Darby Allen versus Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal. Somehow, in this match with Sting and Darby Allen versus Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal, yes, the star coming out of this is Satnam Singh. Because yes. <laughs> Darby Allen tried to do a coffin drop off a ladder, off the stage, and Satnam Singh just like caught him. Mm-hmm. It was like twenty five feet. He was like, nope. Yep. And just just straight up caught him. They their booking of Satnam Singh has been impeccable. Uh, I hope they continue. I hope they don't make the WWE mistake of thinking you hear that smattering of a reaction. Time to break him up. Nope. Don't let that smattering fool you. Build up to a crescendo where the guy gets properly over. I think what they've been doing with him has been incredible. I'm actually ready for a Satnam Singh versus Darby Allen match. Are you? I think that would be interesting at least. I don't know if Satnam Singh will work as an actual wrestler. I genuinely no. think he might just be 
a really good outside enforcer. Like he's a really good backup guy because when he comes in and he does stuff like he catches a Darby Allen and mm. then he just kind of throws him onto the ramp or he does this really big choke slam to Sting, which was really good. I, I was like, is that is that a proper bump that Sting has taken since the powerbomb from Brian Cage? Like, I mean, aside from all the dives that he's done, yeah, but he's you know like his neck. That's different. I'm like, that's is true. that yeah, that's yeah, parachuting? Yeah. You know, catch me, break my fall, sort of thing. But yeah. this is like, I have to protect my neck. Mm-hmm. Doing, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, maybe, yeah. Um, but like, this was, it was quite impressive for him. But mm. I think when you put him in a match environment, it will expose all the other weaknesses. This is really playing up his strengths of being very tall and can do things that, like that tall people. Can one, do, one of my favorite nice. things he did, like a a crucifix tornado spin. Yeah, <laughs> when he just like he was proper just manhandling Darby Allen. Like he caught him and was just like whoa, whoa like flipping around like a pizza. Like whoa, whoa you're like whoa, a human basketball. Yeah, ah, it's crazy. Threw him. Um, but I also really liked then when they took down Satnam Singh. Because he tries to go for the scorpion death drop, but Satnam is too big to do it. Uh, so then he had to do a combination coffin drop into a scorpion death that drop was good. to take him down, which was really nice. Was I good. really liked it. And then uh, he countered a uh, lethal injection into a scorpion death drop, which almost worked. Wonky. And then a uh, coffin drop onto Jay Lethal, and they get the win. And it was really fun. There was obviously a guitar shot in this one as well to Darby Allen's back. It was just very stupid, very fun. And there was, it was great. There was TNA chance in 2022 in that match. It was TNA chance, and as soon as I heard them, I was like, "Luke is going to be having so much fun right now." Yeah, I mean, these two guys got history dating back in WCW 2000, and also in TNA. Uh, Sting once beat um, Jeff Jarrett in a, a Bound for Glory main event and won the uh, TNA title from him before, or was it the NWA title? Can't remember at the time because the TNA title came later, so it must be the NWA title. Yes, uh, but yeah, knowledge. These guys, yeah, these guys got history together, and then Jeff Jarrett is still in great condition. My world is still a bop. So, yeah, I didn't mind it. His name is Jeff. Um, and he gets <laughs> money. Yep. Always. He gets paid. Always stay paid. Every time. Uh, then came, for me, my second favorite match on the cut. Mm. It's up there. Mm-hmm. Jamie Hayter versus Tony Storm for the interim AEW Women's World title. This was so good mm-hmm. i love that they just gave these women excuse me gave these women time to just wrestle mm-hmm. really well mm-hmm. because they're both really good they're two stardom gaijins so they they got the school of stardom in their blood so you had two people go out there and beat the piss and vinegar out of each other mm-hmm. and also i feel like tony khan also learned from the acclaim and swerve and uh, keith lee match because continue on so the match progressed quite a lot and went back and forth and the action was really, really good. Mm-hmm. Rebel came out and I was I like, ah, that was a boo. Big boo for me. That was a boo. Boo. And I was like, okay, shenanigans. She gets involved. Jamie here gets a near fall. Tony King's out. I was like, oh, Tony's going to win. Damn it. Crowd were solidly pro hater, by the way, mm-hmm. booing anything that gave any indication that Tony Storm might retain here. Really wanted hater to win this match. Rebel comes out, near fall for Hater. Ah. Storm's on the outside. Britt Baker out of nowhere does a stomp Curb onto stomp. the title. Mm. Gets her back into the ring. Storm Zero. Storm Zero from Hater. Hater gets a near fall. And I was like, oh, People thinking the Cena comeback was coming back. People are actually yeah, yeah, actively yeah. booing. Yeah. That. They're thinking, oh no, Tony's like, going to win. Tony wins now. There's no way that Hater wins. She's got all the stuff. Storm's going to make the comeback and win. And Storm hit the Storm Zero. And Hater kicked out, and I was like, oh my god, now I don't know anymore. Yeah. 
And then Britt Baker got involved again. Boo. Boo. And she started taking off the turnbuckle pad. And it was like, okay, this is how she's going to cost Hater because there's going to be dissension between them and Hater's going to hit the exposed turnbuckle. And then they're going to have a feud between Hater and Baker, but Tony Storm's going to stay champion. Except that's no. not what happened. Because she uh, Hater shoved, uh, got shoved into the corner, knocked Baker off the ring, taking the turnbuckle pad with her. Mm. But Storm was the one that hit the exposed turnbuckle. Yeah. Hater hit the ripcord clothesline and won. And Jamie Hater is the new interim, interim AEW Women's World Championship. And she's the championship, apparently. And I'm so happy. I loved this result. I wasn't a fan of all the interference. Me too. It, it muddied everything and it was a bit overbooked, in my humble opinion. But I love the result so much, so I can't be too mad. I'm so glad that they went with what people wanted. wanted. Like, th this is just like someone who just organically got over because she's good at wrestling. Actually, and the fans badass. were like, we like mm. her. She's good at wrestling. Can we see more of her? Not and then Tony Khan's going to her, right? She's good at beating people up. Yeah. How often you see a woman just clubber someone? She just clubbers you. And you're like, yeah. it's a breath of fresh air. She just mm. hits hard. Yeah. That's what it is. She's it's great. She just beats you up. And yeah, I, I'm so glad that we've had it in previous times where someone's gotten over and it's like white hot. And then they've been like, yeah, but we want our champion, so no. But they actually listened. They adapted to the storylines. They listened to the fans, and they gave people what they wanted. And Jamie Hayter has got the title, and I'm so, so happy. Because it's another sign that it's a bit more of, like, a reset from, like, the all-out times. And it's a bit more of what AEW used to be in terms of listening to the fans, adapting the storylines and stuff like that, and just having organic, sensible booking. Also, this is good. I feel like we're living in an unprecedented time of... of uh of an interim champion because the question is mm. what happens when the interim champion loses the interim title and then there's yeah. another interim champion what does that mean for the old interim champion's title reign when the previous champion comes back yeah so this is gonna be interesting because we heard rumors that tony khan's gonna potentially in the future address the AEW women's champion situation mm -hmm. because you know you know um thunder rose has been out longer than probably expected mm -hmm. i don't know if it was me i'll, I'll keep the same energy he was gonna give punk let her be champion as long as possible. When she comes back, do the unification match. Mm -hmm. You know, it's she's, the interim title has been built. I don't know how the lineage will work out. It's quite, it's quite confusing. Me neither. It, it's like it lives outside the time zone or something. It's like yeah, the metaverse yeah, yeah. title. <laughs> it's the metaverse belt where, yeah. you know, that has its own lineage. So that interim title has its own lineage right now. But uh, Jamie Hayter, but what's next now? Because I feel like it's almost like Randy Orton when he won the title in 2004. He's still part of evolution and stuff like that. So what's going to happen next? Is Brick going to turn on her? Say, you know, I helped you win so the title can be closer back to me now. Mm -hmm. You know, or I, you wouldn't have won without me. So I, I'm, I'm curious to see where that goes next. Because obviously wouldn't the next hate feud. Mm. Wouldn't hate it. Yeah? If they do that and Hater beats Baker, I'd be well for that. But I have a feeling we're going to get a rematch because Tony Storm didn't lose. Because it was like a victory with an asterisk on it. It yep. wasn't a clean finish. Yeah. Because of that. Tony's can um, vouch for a rematch. For sure, yeah. Uh, we then had uh, the Acclaimed versus Swerve in Our Glory mm -hmm. uh, for the AEW World Tag Titles. This was also very fun. Uh, this was uh, Anthony Bowens kind of selling the injuries and just being beaten down the entire time. But really, the story was all about Swerve in Our Glory. And it was all about Swerve being a heel and Keith Lee being a face and those two not getting along. Accusations accusations um where uh swerve immediately was getting like a guard to put on the outside and keith lee was like can you just can you just not can we just wrestle for god's sake man and keith was a jerk match, in this match for me 
Williams. Really? Yes. Why? He did not fist. He did not fist bump didn't his tag team partner. He, yeah. he was he was being unprofessional and sulky like a petulant child. Hey man, he had a job to do. No, but that doesn't mean he has to be nice about it. No, I'm sorry. Keith is acting like he doesn't have a television that he can't watch all the sneaky stuff that Swerve did. He could have left him a long time ago. He yeah. So for me, yeah, I'm sorry. Keith Lee is a grown man, right? He's not a kid. Yeah. He's not naive. Why is he pretending he's naive to what's going on? He's not a true friend. He's not. Swerve always been a true he, friend to him. He was, he was in denial about what Swerve is doing. Swerve's like, because this is who I am. Because he cares about his friendship no. so much, No, he Zach. doesn't. He, accusations. So Swerve's like, this is me. This is who I am. I like to cheat. I like to do whatever it takes to be a champion. Do you too? And he picked the wrong moment to have an epiphany. <laughs> well, that epiphany was somewhat forced upon him <laughs> when uh, Swerve attempted to use the pliers on Max Caster. Billy Gunn came out. Daddy Ass made the save. But then Swerve was like, Keith. You use the pliers. So this was the second time on this show we had heel tag team partner tries to make their babyface tag team partner use a foreign object in a match. But in the first time, they turned to the dark side. On this time, Keith Lee was like, no, piss off. Threw away the pliers, got Anthony Bowens back to his feet, tapped him on the back, and then walked out and just left Swerve to fend for himself, which he didn't. He lost, obviously. And the acclaimed won and retained their belts. Keith Lee stayed so face. He didn't turn. He, so the first time a babyface... Stayed face by walking out on his he, acting partner. He turned face. He, tur- he stayed face because he was already a face. He just yes. stayed face. He, he stayed, stayed face. face by walking away. But at the same time, he left his friend when he needed him the most. Yeah. What uh, a bad friend. Uh, it was fun. I already enjoyed it. And then we had the main event. MGF versus Moxley. Oh, so I've seen a lot of people be like questionable about the build to this match. Wonky. I... Didn't hate it. I thought it was quite good. It even featured some of my favorite promo segments of all time, but that's just me. Um, so in this one, a lot of people had theorized that William Regal was going to align with MJF. Yes. And that was going to be the thing that happens. And wouldn't you know it, that's exactly what happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was some fun uh, action in this match. I didn't think it was super amazing or anything, but the interesting part of it was, for me was the psychology behind it. There were a couple of like big spots, like Moxie did a pole driver through a table. It was a paradigm shift off the top rope, which was really cool. But for me, the psychology is what mattered the most because MJF was the out-and-out babyface in this match. Moxie was flipping off the crowd. It was cocky. Yeah, MJF was playing up the real babyface pops that he was getting like he did two entrances to make people pop harder and stuff like that. It was really cool. And he did like a tombstone on the on the apron and played up that he'd injured his knee doing it. And from then on, Moxie just targeted the knee and was just doing chop blocks and making sure that that knee was injured. Mm-hmm. Really playing up the MJF underdog babyface vibe. Only for right at the end, obviously there's a ref bump. Of course there's a ref bump. MJF goes to use the diamond ring. William Regal comes out and says, don't you dare do that, son. Don't you do it. MJF takes off the ring chucks it away, flips off Regal, and then Moxley comes back in, chokes out MJF. Bulldog choker. Another ref bump. Moxley, Moxley chokes out MJF again. MJF taps, mm-hmm. but the ref doesn't see it. Moxley releases the hole being like, I won! I'm amazing! And Regal's like, Mox, get the referee, you numpty! He's clearly not awake yet. Rouse him. Get him to pay attention to what you're doing. And as soon as Mox goes over, William Regal, slyly, slides the brass knucks over to MJF. MJF takes him, gets Mox, clocks him round the head. Referee comes to. 
one, two, three. MJF is your new AEW World Champion. I really liked it. Um, for me personally, the storyline that I was more invested in was seeing MGF win the title the right way and then be like, you know, the whole promos that he was doing about like self-loathing and being mm -hmm. like, for the first time in my miserable life, I'm going to win the right way and like, I hate myself and all that stuff. I really wanted to see him winning the right way and then not feeling better what that would do to MGF and like how he would cope with that. For me, that was a story that I, I was most invested in. But this is also a very good option. This, I, I'm still really interested in of the pairing of MGF and Regal, what that's going to mean for the combat club, like this whole thing. And like MGF not going full babyface, I think is, I, I, I'm, I'm interested to see an, a full babyface MJF. I, I want to address the elephant in the room because at one point I got worried that I was too busy writing my notes and I missed this. Mm. So yeah, the firm did not interfere. Nope. Good. No. Oh, okay, this is why I say no. Do you remember when Stokely Hathaway said, hey, Max, see you in hell? He did a whole promo. Mm. Nothing came of it. I would much rather that nothing came of it. No. I'd much rather they just drop that. Just don't make the firm happen, please. It's bad. It's bad. And it would have harmed this match. No, but they can always fix it. Because uh, before people just label it as bad and throw it in the dustbin, uh, Judgment Day was once upon a time a bad stable. And sure was. Look, look how much it's turned around. So yeah. what I'm saying is, this the firm could be a work in progress. Yeah, it's got the you know ass boys in it. You know a lot of people like the ass boys. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, but you can always amend and make it better. You can even yeah. like with Dark Order is a great example for exactly. AEW. What I'm trying to say is the firm couldn't still be a part of it. They didn't have to interfere. They could just come out. You know, any little examples of them being aligned with MGF? Because now, right now, it's true. We've got a question mark of was it a plan all along? You know, was was the firm in on it? I don't know. I would like to know. I think it would be very stupid if they were. What do you mean? What, like, if the firm were involved in this? Yeah, because the, the, look, that chokes down through the table. You need to take two weeks off. It was so convenient. It, like, it would help. It would be like, yeah, Max needed an, a way for him not to get injured before the match. They could explain it away. Because it wasn't the biggest beat that I, I've ever seen. I'm sorry. We can recover from a choke slam through a table and mm. come back to work next week. That's true. Yeah. So I felt like there, there was more to, to the story. What's the point of the diamond chip and all of that? It could have been part of the devil's plan. And I also have to say, I like Tony Schiavone's line when he said, the regal sold his soul to the devil. Yes. Good line, Schiavone. Big fan. Um, yeah. Stop trying to make the firm, firm happen. Uh, make it happen because Stokely Halfway is too talented to, Stokely to be Halfway's nothing. Stokely so good. So good. Yeah. He's wasted on the firm, but... That's uh, just I mean, my opinion. Ethan Page and W. Morrissey are hot prospects. He can do stuff with them. And Lee Moriarty. The, the arse boys, they're the only impediment to the group. To a degree. Um, but MGF is a new AEW World Champion. I'm excited for it. I'm curious to see about the pairing with Regal. And Moxley can finally go on vacation. Yes. You've earned it, buddy. You have. Um, so, yeah. Uh, I'm curious to see what's going to happen with Combat Club. For me, that's really the only casualty in all of me this. Too. Is the Combat Club. At one point in time, I thought it was going to be like my favorite faction ever. Uh, and it's not been. Uh, but so it's not I'm, too I'm, late. They can always fix it, which is not feuding with JAS. Please don't feud with JAS anymore. God, it's such an organically amazing feud to enter into. If you'd have built up these two factions being separate to stop the sports entertainment faction and the pro wrestling faction yeah. as two like big entities in the show mm. and then made them come together for one big thing. That's when maybe when you do like a big, like 
blood and guts or whatever. And then they go away again and they don't keep feuding. Exactly. Blood Would have been so good. They had two big, they, they've had two blow off matches already. They had that Anarchy and Arena match and yep. they had Blood and Guts. So what's and the had point of all of that? And what's they've the had point? individual feuds yeah. with Claudio and Jericho, yeah. Ryan and Jericho, yeah. Moxie and Jericho. We've seen every combination. Yeah. All it, all it is the black uh, club, uh, black, um, black com- com- uh, comedy, <laughs> comedy, the black. The Blackpool Comedy Club. The Black Comedy Club? Is that what you just said? <laughs> the Blackpool Comedy Club or the Blackpool Combat Club. I might say it was missing them having a female in the group to feud with the other females in JAS. Yeah. Yeah. There's too many. BCC. It's too many. This is too many. Because I think it was the content club. It's not it's content, content club. club as well. And I was like, it's a combat comedy club. It's one of the clubs. It's one of those clubs. It's one of the clubs. But, so it can't be Blackpool anymore because their leader's gone. So it's going to be that. Comeback club, the comeback club, <laughs> or the dragon comeback club, or they're keeping the name on it. They have to, it's just too weird to change it. Maybe they just call it the BCC and just don't reference what it actually stands for. I don't know. Anyway, uh, overall, I thought this was a banger of a show. I, yes. don't, I don't think there was a bad match on it. Nope, and nope. that makes me real happy for the future of AEW. Mm. <laughs> now, uh, the, the matches were good. Uh, what felt like most of the builds were wonky. But when it came yes. to the matches, it all delivered. Yeah. And um, we had some interesting results, like Death Triangle keeping the title. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jamie Hayter's now the new uh, AEW Women's Champion with asterisks on it because yeah. she didn't win it clean. Uh, so I'm looking forward to this Dynamite. It's destined to be a scorcher of an episode. Mm. I'm I'm really curious. It, this makes me want to tune into Dynamite as well. And this, I will always say, there's too many matches on this card and there's not enough breathing room between them. I'm not saying the shows need to be longer, but just don't have so many matches. You can have the show be like the same length, maybe a little bit shorter, but just have less matches and more breathing room between them to allow you to recharge. That's all I want out of AEW pay-per-views. Um, but regardless, though, I can't be too mad when the caliber of wrestling is this good. Yeah, I can't complain. Uh, Tony Khan, who's a huge wrestling fan like all of us, he gives us what we want, so I appreciate that. But yeah, uh, in terms of maybe they need more shows that way. Maybe. You don't have to pack everything in well, one. You know what will happen though. Well, I'll do more shows, and then they'll be this length every time. I don't. I understand why he's doing it. I don't blame. I get him, it. But for us reviewers who are crying, I know you guys are saying, "Oh, you guys get paid for it." What are you crying for? You try doing it, and you see how we feel. Yeah, yeah. Let us cry. You people. You people. Um. <laughs> Uh, yeah, banger of a show, five out of five for me. Easy five out of five because there wasn't anything bad on the show. Yeah, there wasn't. Legit, uh, it was a great show, and we got the result that we expected, which is not bad. I mean, it makes no, sense exactly. when you got William Regal, who's a great heel, using his full potential. But me and you didn't talk. What would happen if CM Punk didn't do the thing that he did, and it was CM Punk versus MJF? We would not have got the Regal heel turn. Mm. Alternative universe. Alternate universe. Do we have shout-outs for today? I don't know if we do. I checked it. I think it's for Monday. I don't think we do. That's nice. Uh, in which case, uh, we need to get into uh, the rest of your ultra chats. Your last chance to send those in to wrestletalk.com forward slash support. Five US dollars are up. Uh, the ones we're going to read. Do the thing. Uh, Julie, do the thing. Uh, Will Campbell said, Hi guys, I was at the show last night and had an amazing time. The Elite Death Triangle match was crazy. And as Pete said in the editor review, the cage match was a banger. 
The pop for both Jamie Hayter winning and Regal sliding MGF the nuts was loud. Jam that jam. Sounds amazing. I'm so... I had a point when I was watching the show. I was like, I wish I was there for this. I think it was during the Elite match. And I was like... When it, they're coming to this. the UK, so when they come to London, I'm definitely going to try and get tickets. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Christopher Jazzcat said, Hi, folks. I enjoyed the pay-per-view. That's good. Uh, Hater versus Storm and uh, the Elite versus Death Triangle were my favorite matches. I haven't been following AEW Weekly TV for a bit, but I'll be tuning in for the best of seven. Uh, Pete, do you still do parkour? No. Uh, love your work. Thank you very much, Christopher Jazzcat, and I haven't done parkour in about six years. Uh, Will Campbell again said, also as an addendum, my favorite match of the night was Eddie versus Akiyama. You could tell the match meant so much to Eddie. The crowd was chanting his name the entire time and everyone was on their feet at the end of the match. Push him, Tony. God damn it. I agree. Uh, Andrew, the last airbender said, I really hope the reason for the regal turn isn't even malicious. The BCC really just wants Moxley to take that vacation. It wasn't my decision. Renee asked me to do it. Lol. But he wouldn't forgive him. That's that's like a huge thing. No, that's a I huge thing to do. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, like it. you still get you you still get your butt whooped. Yeah, uh, Doctor Hook uh, Nolan Evans said highlights of finding it difficult to see anything wrong with this show. From top to bottom, there was great matches, all of which had at least three stars. Every match had a story going in, and they all had a good conclusion. Ten out of ten show for me. Jam that jam. Yeah, uh, yeah I I wouldn't necessarily go so far as a ten out of ten, um, but. Yeah, I, I think this is a really, really solid show, and there's really not much wrong with it. Uh, I think the only maybe criticism you could levy at it, and it's not really a criticism, is that, like, that one, the length, and two, it was like, you had the occasional outstanding match and some good matches, mm. which to me means it's like, it's not a 10 out of 10 show because not every match was like a, you know, five-star blow away whatever yeah. you know if you think of reminisce on like the takeover cards of old you had five matches and all of them were incredible it's like this isn't the same caliber but there is nothing bad on this show which is great because i think if they had a title show there would be like takeovers level because takeover it wasn't like overblown amount of matches mm. it was like you probably had seven matches or six matches and then that's it yeah boom get, exactly. in, get out kind of feel yeah, exactly. Um, with time to breathe between each match. This is what I'm saying, guys. Um, uh, would you like to take over for these AEW chats? Sats? Yeah, Kyle Jeffries says, I agree. Factions are a good thing. It's a, it's a good way to get more people, more get more people, more screen time and pull people up onto higher card spots and uh, the like. I would just like more defined trios inside of factions instead of names from a hat type uh, or tag team plus one. I get what you're saying. I, I think it's difficult to, to try and have everything in that because you want single stars, you want tag teams, you want trios yeah, as part of works. a faction. But mm. like, it's it's hard to have all of those things defined within one faction because that's already that's six different people you're going to need. If you want a defined single star tag team and a trio, you already need six people for that faction. Bingo. Which is difficult. Kyle Jeffries again saying, also with having very evil, very nice Danhausen instead of the very nice, very evil Danhausen, do you think he was taking it slow due to his leg injury and recovery, or is this a sign that he's now fully past the injury? Jam that jam. For me, this seem this seems like he's fully past his injury at this point, and I'm glad. And maybe they had taken the comedy stuff a bit longer than they wanted to because he was recovering from various bits and pieces. Who knows? Um, but I'm, I'm glad they're doing something with him now. Sheldon Jackson says, don't know if you talked about this or not already, but I, want, I wanted to get your thoughts on Kenny Omega's return to New Japan uh, Pro Wrestling for Wrestle Kingdom 17 against Will Ospreay for the IWGP United States Championship. Uh, I can sum it up in one word. Good. 
Also, my seven stars pending. Yeah, it's going to be like seven million star match. It's gonna Dave Meltzer is happy. Yeah, Dave Meltzer is going to be a very happy boy with that match. Uh, do we have more? Uh, we do. We have one more here. Uh, this one here. Oh. I don't know if you... Well, refresh. There you go. Hey! Showed back. No. Nope. Oh, nope. Big MGM says, personally felt like Hobbs could have benefited from that win more. I agree. Mm. Uh, make the Ricky Squash mean something by creating a star. I agree. Thank you. That's all we wanted. Listen, we love Samoa Joe. Yeah. Uh, it, it, this is like a, a great a consolation prize to the booking decision, but it should have been Hobbs' time. It was his time. The spotlight was there. The world was ready. He's been pushed to a degree. He's got a new nickname, new entrance music. He beat Ricky Starks in the squash match. Ricky Starks' squash match was in vain. We don't want that to be true, but who knows? Maybe next week he wins the title. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe next week he wins the title and we'll all be eating our words. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Um, Juan Perez has been a member for 15 months in a row. Who said "Liw por vida"? That's that's for life in Spanish. You see, that's that's my Spanish coming through. Porque a level Spanish coming through. Hey. Uh, Noah Fortner said, uh, "I don't know if you've been asked yet, Pete, but have you played Scarlet and Violet yet? And what starter are you picking? Uh, I have bought Scarlet. I've played about an hour because I've been very busy, uh, and I picked who did I pick? I picked Quaxley because his name's Quaxley." He's got a stupid hat and I love it. Um, hey, hey, Noah so Fortner, how come you didn't ask me a question? Maybe I play games as well. Do you? I don't. No. no. That's probably why I didn't ask. Well, well, don't make assumptions. At least find out. Now it's been confirmed. <laughs> don't ask me about games. I don't play games. Gosh. You, you don't play no games. I watch I watch films. Ask me if I watch a film or TV show. Yeah. You know, I watch Guillermo del Toro's Cabinet of Curiosities, mm. episode seven of Viewing. I love that one. Uh, I've started watching, uh, or re-watching in my case, uh, all the MCU movies, but in timeline order. The, the thing they've got on Disney+, Plus because my partner, we found out, hasn't seen like barely any of the MCU movies. And I was like, well, that's changing. That's like 20 years um, of, of, of films you need to show Yeah, her. yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so now we've watched, uh, we watched Captain America, First Avenger, which is the first one in timeline order. And then uh, we're going to be, we started Captain Marvel, but she fell asleep 10 minutes in. So we're going to try and watch it again at some point. Anywho, uh, that's going to do it for the stream today. Thank you so much, everyone who uh, tuned in and for all your ultra chats and all the support that you guys have shown the stream. If you haven't already, please like the video and subscribe to the channel. We're going to have loads more content coming soon. Uh, We're going to be doing uh, Survivor Series next week. We're going to have the usual Raw Dynamite reviews, Dynamite the Fallout from this show. We're going to have predictions for Survivor Series. We're going to have live reactions for Survivor Series a podcast review of Survivor Series. It's going to be a whole lot of content. So subscribe if you haven't already to the channel. Uh, thank you so much for watching. Really this, appreciate this it. This is going uh, to be our last show together for a this while. This is our last show together for a while. That makes me sad. There probably is going to be time where we're going to need to like step in and actually we'll be on a show together in like four weeks and we'll be like, ah, oh, never mind. Yeah, you but, know, Tempest needs to be a vacation at some point. At some point, Tempest needs to be off and I'm sure there'll be other people yeah, who but, can fill in. But no, you know. you, no you, that is true. That is true. Because you did say, I'm done. You, you'll be like, Please. We, we need you to come back. Come on, buddy. It, it'll be like the Vince week. Come on, buddy. Yeah. You know, we need you. <laughs> uh, yeah, so next week, Sat's off. He's at Stag Do. Mm-hmm. So SmackDown and Rampage is going to be me and Tempest, as usual. But then after that, it's going to be Sat and Tempest for the foreseeable on Saturdays. That's a whole thing that's happening. We'll talk about it more later. Thank you so much for watching. Really do appreciate it. I've been Chubba Peak Quinnell. I've been joined by Sat Eniangi. Uh, jam that jam. LAW for life. I really want the gold. And Tempest didn't give me the gold. 
I'm sad about it. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.